we rob these dealers. I phone them up saying, listen, I want a bit of this. Here they come. Me and my pal, we done them. And then minutes later, they phone the old bill. But that was all a mess and I ended up going away. I could see the warning signs. I'm thinking, listen, this, this, this road that I'm going down, it's getting heavy. Like, it's only going to go one way from it. My work phone's ringing. I'm getting the arm. I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to do this. Give it to my pal. Said, listen, crack on. Do what you're doing. We went online. Looked it up. French Foreign Legion. Someone said, you'll be able to get in there. I said, alright, sweet. Booked a ticket to Paris. And within about a week, I was off. And they said, listen, we need instructors to um, instruct Ukrainian armed forces there. Now, I knew I weren't getting paid. All we get is room and board to where yeah. we're going. They'll give us somewhere to stay and we'll eat the same food that the soldiers eat. So we went in, got set up, and within about two, three weeks, I was issued a weapon and I was on the front. We'd get slammed with everything, though, from mortars, tanks, artillery, everything, everything. You can think of for three days straight. Winter warfare in Ukraine is just hell. It's just how your boots freeze. I'm talking like solid, like you can knock them and it's like a bit of wood. If people lose their mind, one geezer turned a gun on himself, he had enough. Yeah. Um, other people just started walking around deliriously, like just walking into another sector and getting shot. Polish Special Forces, Grom, you know, they're top tier, top tier guys. And I remember he walked up to me and my pal and he said to me, listen, you know, we're, we're special operations in the Ukraine army now. If you want to join our team, this is what we're going to be doing. 50% of you ain't going to be coming back from none of these fights. It's what it is. Do you want to join us? I said, yeah, of course, mate. It's a bit of me, so. These lot are in these woods. We need these woods clear. You know, we'll go there. We'll clear that bitch out. You know, this house needs clearing. The house is getting cleared out. This area, we need it to bring... Um, we needed to bring the Ukraine forces and break the line. Yeah, we'll go there, we'll break that line down. There's nothing better than getting into a gunfight. We'd go out, put in work, and then come back, my pal's sticking on Love Island. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're cleaning our weapons, he's watching Love Island. I mean, I might have been watching a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, but... Yes, people, welcome back to Karen TV. Thanks for tuning in to the channel. Today, got another fantastic guest, someone who's got an incredible story. So today, delighted to be with Monroe Sullivan. How are we doing, my friend? I'm sweet, mate. I'm sweet. How are you? Very well, thank you. So Monroe's got a crazy story, like I said. Um, he's just come back a couple of weeks ago from serving in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely nuts stories from there. Mm -hmm. But let's see what, obviously, how you ended up getting there in the first place. So it takes back a little bit to sort of your childhood yeah. and sort of happy childhood. Did you do well at school, yeah, siblings? Where did you grow up? Yeah, childhood was, was sweet, you know. Um, I was born in Reading. Um, moved out when I was about 10. We moved about all over the gaff um, and ended up settling in, um, well, I ended up settling in North London. My sister, she's in Northwest. My brother's in Brum. So we caught, we all sort of went our separate ways. But growing up, it's cushy, you know. Why did your family leave Reading? 
there was a few deaths that happened in Reading and, you know, they sort of just wanted to get out of there and sort of get away from all the memories and that. But, I mean, all my family, we was always together. Me and my cousins, like I spoke about, we was all together. We grew up together. Um, it was a decent, a decent little lifestyle. Nice. Um, Did you do well at school? Finish your school? Uh, I'd say I was. I didn't finish school. I was kicked out of two, so um, I didn't really finish school. Did you get GCSEs or anything? I ended up having to go to Lewisham College to get my GCSEs because um, yeah, I sort of fucked about in school, so I ended up. Oh, yeah. So when you were in school and obviously fucking about in school, what were your aspirations? Did you have, what were your dreams? Sort of when you're older, what did you want to be? Football, music, um, crime, or didn't really, weren't really thinking that far in front. What was I thinking? I was thinking, all my teachers said, you need to do sport or you need to go into a trade. That's it, like bricklayer or whatever, or be sport. I'm not really into all that sport stuff. So, like, but I never really thought about doing a trade or anything. I sort of just, by that time, I was I was out. I was out on the roads. I was doing my own thing. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't really thinking about. I wasn't really thinking about money. To be honest, at that time, I was just happy being with the boys and just being about. So fucking about. Just yeah, fucking about as you do in your early teens. Yeah. You know, you cause terror on here. Smoking, on drinking. Yeah, smoking, drinking. Just the normal. Course. <laughs> Little rests or anything like this. You know, when I first got nicked. I was, it went to, I was about 17, 18, somewhere around there. And, um, Anything serious was? No, it wasn't serious. It was, we had a little bit of work going on where we, basically we had a little earner. It sort of went south. I ended up getting nicked and I got put away. It was only a short, short stretch. It was about 12 months to do six, something, something small like that. But um, that was my first bit of, and, bit of job. So what age was this, did you say? 17? Yeah, I was about, no, it must have been 18, because I didn't go why or why. I went straight to, I can't remember the name. My memory's bad, I'm going to tell you from now. Yep. My memory's it's terrible. But um, yeah, it must have been about 18. Did you have a hard time in there or anything? No, it's sweet. And did, it's did you have friends, people you knew from the yeah, outside people already from there? Yeah, from the estate, um, people. See, Joe's small, like, What's that thing? 12 degrees of separation. And this geezer knows. Uh, one geezer I know. Or I know this geezer. Oh, oh, this geezer knows. In the criminal world, it's, yeah. it's even more. Like they yeah. say 12 degrees in the criminal world. It's like two, three it's degrees. It's probably like two or three, yeah. yeah. We all know each other somehow. So it was sweet. Like, and the I worst thing about kind of gel is almost the fear of it's a hundred times worse than actually yeah, going yeah, there. So yeah, you yeah, go yeah, there yeah. and you realise, fucking hell, this like, was a worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost like the worst thing because obviously you come out and you can easily fall back into a way. So when you oh, did end up coming out at 18 or 19, what might have been. What, yeah. what are you up to? And whereabouts in London were you based, sorry, at this point? Was it Hackney or Angel? No, at this it? point I was in, I was in Islington, I was in Archway, I think. I was in Archway. Um, I come out and I think, I come out and I think that's when I done the GCSEs down in Lewisham. Fair play, so you're thinking a little bit more smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously probation was on me, so I had to, I had to go. So I went down there, done the GCSEs, and that's when I caught my second case. Yeah, that was when I caught my second case. Just, and what was just that Um, We robbed these dealers. And, um, Did you go into a yard or anything? So what, 
No, no, no. They we just, we just pulled them on the road. I phoned them up saying, "Listen, I want a bit of this." They come, me and my pal, we done them, and then minutes later they phoned the old bill, which is surprising. I was thinking, "Listen, it's, it's on top because we're out in the sticks right now." So I think it's just on top. Where were you country? Country? I was in Reading. Reading, fucking hell. Yeah, so yeah. Tapping up them, yeah, yeah. I was in Reading. So we, me and my pal, we went Reading. And, um, yeah, we thought, okay, it's going to get on top. He's going to call his pals or whatever. You know, it's, we need to be a bit bit careful how we, how we get out of here. Next thing, blue lights, we get nicked. And, um, so did you get caught with the food as well? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the grub, the... The money, whatever, the, the, the Yeah, the weapons, the, the phones, everything. And the crazy thing is... They tried doing me for the dealer's phone, thinking that I'm doing a thing up there. And my friend from Reddit had this last year. Yeah, yeah, cooks. yeah I could trying explain. to rob a dealer, yeah. had their phone, got the chase, same thing. It's nuts. So yeah, that was all a mess, and I ended up going away. I can't remember how long I got. I think I got like forty months or something like that. Do twenty. So yeah. And so obviously, again, fairly easy times. So you ended up. In yeah, there. yeah, it's, yeah, it's sweet. And were you um sort of gang affiliated when you were out? No, I wouldn't say... No, I knew people, but I wasn't really the sort of geezer that... Big prominent gang member where it's going to be a problem for you. Because I've seen people yeah. from London come to prison yeah. and had gang problems straight away. They're getting jumped every time. In the yeah, no, I'm, you know I mean? I'm sweet. I, I keep my circle small. Even when I was younger, I still like roll with certain fellas and... You know, they might... It was never a gang thing. It was, okay, we're in this area. This is our thing. We never had a name or nothing. It was just like, you're used lot. It's, it's easy to label the gang thing, isn't it? And this yeah. Sort of name, it's not a gang thing. It's just a lot of yeah, people congregate. Just, they're all in similar sort of... Yeah, thing, we just, yeah exactly. So that's that's really what it was. But nah, I never really... The only time I got, in, got into act is when you're sweet with someone, they get into act with someone. And it's sort of like, okay, listen, yeah. if... And rightly so. Listen, if he's got a problem, listen, we're both going at it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So that's really what it was. But it was never no gang thing or nothing for me. Yeah, so you've ended up going away for the second time then. And when you were away, were you doing any courses or anything like this when you were away? Did you have any... You're quite young still, so did you have any sort of positive aspirations? You're thinking anything positive in the future now at this point or not? Head sort of all over the place still? No, I think at this point I was just thinking about how to be a smart criminal, to be honest with you do you know what I mean? That's unfortunately I can relate. Yeah, that was past, actually, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah and so you've ended up coming out, then jumped straight back into crime initially. Yeah. So what age is this now? About twenty inch or something like this. 20, 21. 20, 21, 22, somewhere around there. And so when you come, we selling drugs, still looking to rob drugs, just a bit of everything. We. I was more into just drinking, just, just selling them, just getting them okay, out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, we don't want to go into specifics. Was it weed sort of thing or the harder sort of stuff? Or? No, it was the heavy stuff. It was the heavier stuff. But, um, yeah, we'd go all about, you know. So you're going out of town and that? Yeah, we'd stay in London. We'd have one in London and we'd go out to XR, up to other areas. You know, we were just sort of plotted up everywhere. Really. Were you successful? Did you make good money? Yeah, we had a good dough. Yeah, able yeah. to stack dough and that, not... Yeah, or just you, maintaining a lifestyle. Yeah, just maintaining a lifestyle. Do you know what I mean, man? Yeah, yeah. Stacking weren't really. No. It's never been my thing. I'm, you with you. Well, I'm you, rubbish with it. When you're in that sort of world as well, it's easy come, easy go. You never yeah. know. You're living for the day, innit? You're not yeah, really that's it. Yeah, that's it. And in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, listen, if I get nicked now, like it sounds a bit nuts, but if I sit in, if I sit in jail now 
at least I can think to myself, wow, well, at least I've done this, at least I've done that, do you know what I mean? But yeah, that did really help when I went to jail, so yeah. Of course. And so, so when you come out from the second sentence, did you have a good run or anything like this? Like, I'd say, yeah, yeah, it was decent. It was decent. Um, I'd say maybe like two years, yeah. two and a half years, three years. And then it started getting a bit, it started getting a bit like, um, I could see the warning signs. I'm thinking, listen, this, this, this road that I'm going down, it's getting heavy. Like, it's only going to go one way from here. Do you know what I mean? So that's when the old French Foreign Legion thing comes into it. Yes, fucking hell. Like, this is a complete U turn in life. And obviously, I'm sure it's similar for you where I'm from and my friends and my kid. Like no one was thinking about going into the army or anything like this. So like, oh. how the fuck did it come around? Where did the idea come around? And how would you go about it? So where did the first idea of this come around? Like a possibility? It, it come about when when I was when I was younger. So my parents they was watching a um, they was watching a like a documentary on this Christian soldier. He went to war. You probably seen the film. This is before the film come out. The film Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. So the geezer that's in that, Desmond Doss, we they watched the documentary on him years ago. I remember watching it and seeing and this was like the first documentary where I saw like real warfare. Like I'm seeing geezers getting burnt alive, with bodies all over the gaff. And I'm hearing out there talking about war and I'm thinking, Whoa, that's a bit of me. Do you know what I mean? I think I could I could go out there and do do something like that. Add this on to I've always been um nine eleven happened years ago, but as I've grown up, I've sort of had a lot of respect for the firefighters, all these people that are putting work for, for what happened there. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm I think I'm the sort of guy that likes to protect people that can't protect themselves. Do you know what I mean? So this has always been in the back of my mind. I wanted to be a firefighter as well. Yeah, that's sick. That's all wicked stuff. Yeah. And so that fizzled out because obviously then I went on the roads. And then from there, I had another pal. He wanted to join the Royal Marines. So we went to some open day. They was like, yeah, you're sweet, but you got tattoo on your neck. So Is that a no-no, is it? Yeah, that's a no-no. Funny enough, nah, What's you're allowed. Okay. But at that time, yeah, if you had tattoo or fact, yeah. you weren't in you the weren't army, allowed. you weren't allowed. You weren't allowed. You weren't allowed. And the, and, the, and the joke is, if I would have applied then, I would have got through with my criminal convictions because they would have been spent because it was a certain amount of time, a certain age. It just it goes rapid. Yeah, yeah. So you weren't thinking about getting it like lasered off, or there was things weren't really around at them time. There, nah, it weren't really. I just didn't really think about that. Like, yeah. I did say to do it, but I thought I wish I did to be honest with you. But yeah, I think for a reason, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that happened now, and then obviously we speak about what I was getting up to. After that. So they literally told you on the opening date, like when you went down there to have looking, you no chance with that yeah, one. Yeah, no chance, no chance, no chance at all. But then someone told me the army might let you on. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm in Conch now, doing my thing. Where? Uh, up the, by, up the M1. Yeah, yeah, like, up, up by there. And um, I remember, I don't know how I got into it. I just started watching more films, but like more based on... Um, like parachute guys, all this sort of stuff. And I remember thinking, you know what, I'm, I don't mind jumping out of planes. That's a bit of me. So I applied to the British Army to join the parachute regiment. Yeah. 
and um, start training for it. Um, it's crazy because I'll be, I'll have things in my bag, but yeah, I'm training, running, doing like press ups, all this crazy stuff, and then I'll stop to do what I'm doing. Fair play and to that. I'll put the bag on again. You're thinking of something positive, though. Yeah, yeah. So, same time, which other people, most people don't, so I do. Yeah, exactly. So I was doing all that. I was training. They invited me to the like um, the pre-assessment centre or whatever to basically, you know, see if I'm fit enough, got a mental capacity, all that sort of bollocks. So I've gone there. They've said, yeah, sweet. You know, we'll give you a, a B-plus pass for the passion. I said, yeah, that's good. But why are you talking to me like there's something you got to say? This is what I'm thinking in my head, right? And he says it's conditional because you still got um, unspent crimes on your thing. So I'm thinking, why? Oh, I was fuming. I can't lie to you. I was fuming. But they still offered you the thing, though? Still? Yeah, they said come back in five years. In so five years? Fucking hell. Yeah. It's conditional that's... five years. You thought a conditional right now, you're on thin ice, but you're going to get in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Thing. It's, this is what I'm saying. Five years is a lifetime. Yeah. Like someone telling you that. But... I've already got in my head, this is what I'm going to do. So I come out, I was fuming, you know, my work phone's ringing, I'm getting the arm, I'm thinking, I don't want to do this, like, I want to do this. So I packed it all away, give it to my pal, said, listen, crack on, do what you're doing. And um, basically went online, looked it up, French Foreign Legion, someone said, you'll be able to get in there. I said, all right, sweet. Looked it up, booked a ticket to Paris, and within about a week I was off. That's fucking mad. Yeah, I was gone. Yeah. So you're off, like where? What to training or? Like, yeah, you go to one of the um to the process. Gone. You've gone over to Paris. You've had an interview, like a couple of interviews, I'm sure. <laughs> no, well, it's like an interview. Basically, you go to this place. You knock the door. They open it up. They say, "We doing here." You tell them that I want to join the French Foreign Legion. They say, "All right, come in." They search your bag take out things that you're not allowed, take you up to the office, tell you to do 10 pull-ups on this bar, you do the 10 pull-ups, I think it might be eight, eight or 10 pull-ups. If you can't do it, see you later. If you can do it, yeah, sweet, Fucking come into hell. the office. And did you did you look into how much money you are going to be getting paid or anything like this? No, I didn't care about none of that. You just wanted to fucking I just wanted to change get, your life, yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to get stuck Fucking in. Fucking mad. Yeah. And so you've gone there, and obviously they spoke English because obviously you can't talk French, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, bitch. And um, did they explain to you like what the, was going to happen, or what the process was going to be, or did you have any expectations of where you were going to go, or did they fill these in for you? You're not. And what what year was this, and how old were you then? Cool. This was 2015. Yeah, because I see 2016 pictures and that. So yes, yes. So it must have been 015. 015, and yeah. you were how old at that point? <sighs> Eight years ago. Eight years ago, I would have been. Oh man, my math is bad. I'm 31 now. Okay, so 24, 23. Yeah, 20, yeah. And so you know, like when you're telling your friends and that that you're going to go and do this, yeah. What, what's their reaction to it and that? Not much. I can't really remember. You know. No. I mean, a few of them was proud. A few of them was, you know. Do your thing and that, but no, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so I really you know, like, people. where you're thinking of, like, so, you know, like, where you said you've seen the, the, obviously, parachuting and this sort of stuff, like, mm. obviously, yeah, cool excitement, but did you think about, right, I'm going to have to go out and shoot people and kill people and all this sort of stuff? Yeah. Did you think about the, like, 
So say, obviously, you end up going for a legion, but you know the British Army, say you've got in there and they're going to fight like, certain wars which are mm-hmm. in countries that aren't any threat to us and we're going mm-hmm. there trying to take over. And then you, do you think about that? Oh, you went really fast. You just want to see some action or whatever. Yeah. Don't think about these things at that I time. I don't really think about it. And, so, and obviously, you weren't thinking about, right, if I go and do this sort of stuff, the that that bit trauma that might have been there after. You just... No, I don't think that. I don't think that. Obviously, I hear about it. Yeah, I don't think you, many people do because you wouldn't. No, you don't really. You just don't think it's going to be you. Or you think. Everyone sort of has their their limit. And you just think, naturally, as a man, my limit's going to be way up there. You know, some people it ain't. It's one gunfight and they're done. Yeah, of course. Um, I, can imagine. Yeah, no, I never really thought about that. And so, like I said, you've gone to Paris. You said, obviously, a week later, you've gone. But where were you gone to? And like, what to do what? And training? Some, so, yeah. Sort of training period to start with? Yeah, so the process is like a pre-assessment. Sort of like what I've done in the British Army. Pre-assessment. Then from there, you go down to a place called Castel Nordery, I think. And that's when you start boot camp, basically. Do you know what I mean? They single you off. They put you in groups. You go through the tests. They interview you. They do something called the Gestapo interview, which I heard a lot about. It sounds crazy, man. But they sort of just interrogate you about everything. They want to know whether you just want to kill whether you want to... They just want to know what your ulterior motives are for joining. You know, a few people didn't get in just on that interview. Obviously, I got through. Um, They put you in a sort of platoon. They shave your head and give you your kit. And then it's off to a place called The Farm. The Farm. And where's that in France then? Yeah, somewhere in southern France. Some deep training camp thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, of all the other people, there was a lots of different nationalities there and that that have gone there or yeah there's yeah mm. and so do you get like soldiers that have been thrown out the armies and then yeah, yeah country yeah. that's one still yeah, yeah, where they yeah, can't yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 we had brits irish australian south african american canadian african i don't know what countries in africa but a few oh a lot from madagascar i don't know mm-hmm. why but um yeah south america and so by this does, does it pay well initially in the French one leave. 1200 euros a month. And then obviously you get everything kept, everything for you and that. Yeah, um, yeah. And what about like life insurance? Do you get any of that or anything like this? They probably do, but it's all in French. I didn't really. Weren't far. No yeah, one's just sat in the paper and just. Yeah. And so talk to me about the, when you're down in the camp that, then. What did you say it's called? The forest? The farm. The farm. Yeah. And so how long did that process last there? And sort of how rigorous were you doing? Jumping up, playing parachutes? Were you doing no. shooting? Were you learning? Yeah, it's a lot Take of... Take apart on, put them back together and... Yeah, it's all of that. Yeah, four weeks, just heavy fitness. Grenades runs, and stuff Yeah, like grenades, everything. Weapons, stripping them down, naming the parts, what they do. A lot of live fire, um, setting up ambushes, patrols, um, small team recce's like reconnaissance. Yeah. Oh, what about that sniper stuff or anything like that? Was that a bit more that's down when, the line? That's, yeah, that's down, down the line. Once yeah. you get in, you're going to yeah, be yeah, trained yeah. up on different sort of sectors. Yeah, yeah. And obviously all the shooting and the guns and the arms, that's exciting. I'm sure that was yeah, it's good. fun. Yeah, like, it's good. You're getting paid to shoot stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, but what about like the, the physical stuff? How tough was that? Did you find it real challenging, like the runs? Uh, and the, or did you sort of I've, breeze through that as well? I've always been into fitness. Okay. So for me, it was it was... It was hard, but like not to the point where you think, oh, I've got to drop this hat. Like, it was never that hard. But And what about like the authoritarian thing? Like, obviously, I'm not good with people telling me, let alone shouting at me. I've seen mm. in the army, is it similar when you've got people shouting commands? Is it a similar sort of thing? Like, officers, mm, yeah. Squad, and there's the respect thing and the hierarchy and. 
there is in the in the French Royal Legion there is, but they've toned it down a lot now. Probably the same with the British Army and that. When I was in the French Royal Legion, yeah. you know they'll slap y'all, kick y'all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They'll punish y'all. Yeah, similar to what we've yeah. seen. So like, if your bed not made and everything ain't done properly, you come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, stood yeah. up punishments. Yeah, they'll do that. You'll stand outside all night. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But um, it's not really like that now. But obviously, you sort of quite enjoyed the whole process of it. Yeah. yeah. If they didn't do that, you'd think. Of course, you want to go through some like, sort of Yeah, you want to go through the heavy stuff before you're going out somewhere. Yeah. And so, is it case? So, how long did you say you were there for? I was there for two years. Two years, yeah. fucking hell. So, it so is actually a proper training process there. Ain't oh it? no, no, the farm. I was there for four weeks. Uh, four, four weeks. Yeah, man. Four weeks. Yeah. Fucking hell! Yeah. It's only four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, from where are you going? From there, you graduate. You get sent to your regiment or your yeah your regiment basically. And so, look, for people who don't know, and obviously I'm not any sort of expert. The French Foreign Legion are they a private army that sort of help out around the world, or are they just the French army? No, well, they they're French army. Yeah. Um, so how did the French army let like all sorts of nationality? Did the English army do that as well? I think or was it just easier to get in the French one, less requirements? Or I don't really know the history behind why they did it and or what? the reason or whatever. I'm I'm sure it's probably the same sort of reason that we got the Gurkhas. Of course, what I mean? well, did take on? Yeah, they probably just needed more guys, and that was the way to do it, probably. Mm. And because it is one of the most famous ones, obviously the the world, like mm. obviously I've heard of it for mm. years back. And so, like I said, after four weeks, then where where are you getting sent then? We get sent to our regiment. Where's that? Like, so there's there's a few regiments. You got um. Tank regiment, you've got the parachute regiment. Oh, so you'd be put into a specific thing. Yeah, what yeah. Was, what did you go into? So obviously I applied for the parachute regiment. Get, get into it? Nope. No. Because they sort of reserve those spots for guys that are really good at French. Is it? Like proper good at French. And um, oh, because they're going into like deep territory. Yeah, they yeah. just want like the really good guys. Do you know what I mean? So they chose them, yeah, sweet, whatever. I went to the desert... Um, Trying to think of it in English, the Thirteenth Half Brigade. Desert, oh. So desert warfare. That's what we specialize in. Which, to be fair, was perfect. Do you know what I mean? If we ever need to go back to the Middle East or whatever, at least we're going to be one of the first to go. Of course. And so, like I said, you've gone into this desert sort of mm-hmm. regiment. And was there anything active going on there? Or you is is this close to the? The farm, or was this like a different area? No, nah, this was base, this was we was based out in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, fucking yeah, hell. yeah, yeah. So, so that's where you permanently based this. Yes. Yeah. So we got sent out there, but just as we got sent out there, they were saying they was moving us back to France. Yeah. So we sort of went out there. We done our desert warfare training, desert survival training. Got to do the training. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Done all that. Packed up, moved back to the south of France near Montpellier, and um, that's where we was, or where I was for the next. Yeah, yeah. So like, so you've gone out to Abu Dhabi for a short period of time, and like, I'd never expected like, what Abu Dhabi need the French. It's just a base. Yeah. It's just a base that they can they've easily to have, and they can go to other yeah, things from there. They've got good relationships with Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Really. Okay, so you come back to just outside or Montpellier, mm-hmm. and you're is it just all sort of training and that, but just more training. specific stuff. Yeah, and more... so it's been. Four weeks. You've got a bit of time in Abu Dhabi. Back there, and you, you're how long in this bit? The training bit there. Training. It's not like set sort of. We're in there, so it's more. This is your specialty. This so what, what, what you're doing on like a day or week to week, month to month? Then is it just 
Sharpen your skills, learn yeah. different courses, learn yeah, different yeah. bits different and that. courses. And was there any sort of, um, did you think you might, the chance you might be sent somewhere? I'm at that moment, French Army was in Mali a lot. So, so you were hoping to get sent there? Yeah. Um, we do a lot of um, patrols around capital cities in France as well. You get paid more, but it's, it's not deployment, is it? And so, so, so in Mali and that, what was going on there? They're fighting the Mali gov government or that? <laughs> I didn't deploy with them. I left a year before they went to Mali. Okay, so did you see any action with the... Not with the French Foreign Legion. No. Did you just manage to get yourself trained up? Trained up. And you yeah. felt good and comfortable with everything? You felt like after... So how long did it was it from the, in the French Foreign Legion? Then you've done the four weeks in the farm, you've done the yeah. bit of time in Abu Dhabi, then you've yeah. done, what, a year or so, did yeah. you say? Yeah. And you feel like you're trained up, soldier now, yeah, yeah, capable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what was the plan then? Did you not think... Obviously, we were just desperate to go, and obviously, where you weren't getting sent anywhere, you're thinking that's literally yeah, what it was. That's literally what it was. And um, so, when you were leaving, and that did you were you not thinking of a way that you could get into another like foreign legion in order yeah, to try yeah, and yeah. see some action or something like this? Because it must be like, no, it's mad and that, but it's obviously a civilian start thinking, oh, and they want to go and shoot someone or shoot something or do something. <laughs> but when you've been training for a year and a half, then that's what you're wanting to do: yeah. go and kill some bad guys or go see some action or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Was everyone frustrating like crazy? Yeah, everyone was. Everyone was. A lot, a lot of the English guys as well, because... Don't like action. Yeah, and the thing is, we come from half-decent countries. And the English are fighting everyone, so there's always a big action going on with English. Yeah, exactly. So, like, a lot of us just leave after a while. We just yeah. think, like, our homes are better than here. You know, a lot of the people that go there, like Ukrainians, funnily enough, yeah. Russians, Eastern European countries, where their country's just shit. Yeah. So it's a good option for them, like yeah. So they get a the passport. They come out to Europe. Yeah, yeah so bring they the, the they get the passport. Yeah, off, yeah, they yeah. go and serve for a few years and get a yeah, French passport. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, yeah. But for us, we don't need a passport. No. We don't need none of that stuff. So if we ain't gonna go out and fight, we're gone. So so you left, come back to London, was it? Mm, yeah, my pal, he put me onto a private military contracting course. Okay, which. Beast, and they pay you, they pay you enough, and that. So I, I went to do the course. I didn't end up doing it. Done my SA license, the door work instead, and ended up just doing doors in Notting Hill and Brixton and that. And so you did that for a good period of time. Obviously, while you're back in that, obviously it's a million miles away, especially in Notting Hill, and so yeah, well, Brixton yeah, might yeah. be a bit more action. But yeah. not, it's a million miles away from combat and frontline combat, mm. and so like when you're back in that. And you're around all your old friends and that that I'm sure are still up to mischief because mm. most carry on. Yeah. Like, how hard was the temptation then to like stay away, or did you end up falling back into sort of the madness and that? Would you? Pay? I ended up falling back into it. I ended up falling back. Well, well, um, I just fell back into it. It's it's like foolishness in the street sort of mentality. But if I, if I can introduce you to some of the people I'm friends with and that, they'd be like gassed because they're like, right, you know, to do this and that. They're like people looking at you as different in a different capability, obviously, after you come back from there as well, which is like in a bad way, really. Yeah, it was. There was. Because, like, fucking hell, obviously, if you're going to want someone shot, you're going to want someone shot by a soldier, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the thing was, a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of geezers, but people around me or people that I knew, they would always come to me about this problem. Like, one of them will say, oh, I'm getting taxed by this guy, do you know, what should I do? And my reply is, you got to go all the way, mate. Do you know what I mean? You need to, I ain't saying iron the geezer out, but, you know, you need to go and put in some serious work, mate. So you, you must have a, 
more militant mindset, obviously, when you come this back. This is the point. Well, yeah. So everyone's looking you at me thinking, this guy's just crazy. Like, you can't be doing this in, in, in this sort of world. That's what you're fucking trained to do now. Yeah. So if you want to solve a problem, I'm telling you, I decided to solve it. Of course. So this is sort of what was going on. And um, I was doing my own thing again with little bits of work here yeah. and there. And um, doing the door work. And then, boom, I get nicked again. Came on top. And this was in yeah. country or was this back in city? This was, I got nicked about three times. Once. All the times was in was out of London. Yeah. yeah, all the time was out of London. Yeah. And was it was you moving sloppily or you're just dealing with cats obviously? No, or you stick know. out like down these ways with you and your friends or whatever, you weren't like being too subtle with it. Do you know what it is? You know that old copper saying that they say, you know, us we gotta be lucky every day, they only no. gotta be lucky once. And if you're doing it for a mate, you've got a couple of years each time. Yeah, like it just it just come on top. Do you know what I mean? We're in a different area. We don't know. We don't know these people. Do you know what I mean? So remind them straight top. away, or you guess? No, I got nicked the first time. They let me out. So obviously, I just moved, moved to a different manner. Done the same thing. Got nicked. Moved to a different manner. And um, that time I got nicked. Shit, no, I got nicked four times. I got nicked again. Oh. They let me go. I went to a new area. They nicked me again and they said, nah, that's enough. That's enough. He's on bail for all these other things and he's getting caught doing the same thing. So I got reminded, yeah. Reminded. Yeah. And then obviously court case come around, you end up getting how long? I had about, obviously, like I said, I had about, about four different four different cases. They get sort of put together on that? Uh, yeah, they sort of did. Basically, they, they'd get finished with one sentence. So they say, okay, you get three years for this. And then maybe like six months later, they'll say... You're getting another three years for this. Now, how did they do it? But they're all similar offences. They're probably doing it consecutively. Did they do it for you? And then they're doing yeah. the biggest one you end up serving. Yeah. So, like you said, the biggest one they saw, that's what I was serving. Yeah, all yeah, the others still got just chucked in. Uh, what, what was the biggest one then? The biggest one was was the conspiracy to supply. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, God. Three and a bit, nearly four. Not too bad for fucking if it's hard food still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, where were you? What Which, next? Yeah, what next? Woodhill. Woodhill. Yeah, Woodhill. That's where I was for about a year. And like before, it was easy enough in and out. And uh, yeah, this it was easy. It when you were in sweet. there, though, was it a case of um, obviously previously the previous two stints, you were obviously a bad mindset and all this sort of stuff yeah. weren't frequent enough. But obviously, when you're in there this time. You've obviously gone and done the training before and all this. Do you think, fuck this, this is dead. I'm going to try and actually go and do something after legit. Like. Mm, not straight away. It took about a year to get into it. It's hard to, to think straight thinking. when you're in that sort of mindset as well. Nah, because you think, oh, I'm going to bust this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna get off with this. And you're or... surrounded by bare criminals with that <laughs> siege in your head about this. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm half thinking, you know, I'm going to come out and just do this thing crazy. But then it got deeper into it and... Being in Woodhill sort of sort of helped because they changed it from what it was. It was like a local nick, and they changed it to sort of a B cat lifers jail. I think that's how it went. Yeah, obviously they still had the A the A cat on the other side, but the geezers I was wrapped round, they were proper fellas. Do you know what I mean? They're all forty odds. You know, they've been around this game their whole life. They, they know what they're numbers. doing. There we go, serving crazy numbers. One of my best pal. I won't say his name, but um, he's doing a 32 rep right now. 
But he's the one who sort of put it in my mind. Listen, forget about this. It's you dead. need to. It's dead. Yeah, you need to start thinking about a bigger game. Yeah, there's no you. happy endings in that life. Nah, I ain't met no successful ones yet. Even the ones you think it still comes and backbite them in nah, the arse. Nah, nah, it still away. comes on top. Yeah, of course, of course. You can have twenty years Mate. of sweet living, but yeah. you'll be banged up for the rest of it. Of course. What's the point? Of course. And so you started thinking again about this ain't for me. Mm. I don't want to be doing this sort of stuff. So it was a good thing for you. Similar to me meeting. Kind of jump meeting just like yeah. that. He wants to do 30 reckon, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, were you thinking about maybe I need to try and use my skills, try and get in, in some yeah. way, and thinking about having you to use that? That's just French Foreign Legion again, or no? Nah, nah, nah. I was one. thinking about doing my own security, so starting my own firm, the firm I've got now, of course. Um, doing so everything, that's elite global response, elite global we'll come response. on to that. And so, yeah. had you Spoken to someone, done some research, saw how it was even, it could be done or? Nah, you know what, my pal, he's got a firm. He was who I worked for when I first got into security for the doors. So I'm seeing, I've always known, listen, you come out of the military, this is the route for you. So I've always known, listen, close protection, maritime security, um, executive protection, all of that sort of stuff. We can still do what we've done before and get paid better. So I thought, well, well, fuck it. And the whole thing about starting my own firm was, well, I got a criminal record. I thought, listen, no one's going to hire me. It's just going to be on top for me. So I might as well start my own firm and I'll find work for the firm and I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll make it happen. So that's where, that's where it all come from, really. So that's what you did. Fair play to you. Yeah. So what, what year was this then that you started your thing? I started this in last year. So but I'd say last year, but yeah, I say I sprouted it in about 2020, 2019. I real down. And so, was this Joe? writing all these plans? Yeah, all this? yeah. I had a big old folder with fair play to you. A to do list of what needs to happen. Fair play to you because you see so many people who write these fucking. I did myself. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, massive. Yeah. Bruv, I don't know where the folder is in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you where mine is see, right now. Exactly, yeah. you're one of the different ones, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, so, um, fair play. You come out with your plan, stuck to it. Mm-hmm. So you come out and. Some, how would you go about this straight away then when you come out of then and if you got a website done or whatever? Yeah, got the website done. Um, and so what are you doing? Do you, do you have to get yourself all uh, the equipment and all this sort of stuff? like? Yeah, yeah, you got to. I mean, when you're doing close protection in London, it's not really much equipment. You need radio. So did you get any close protection work straight away when you started the, the thing? Not not straight away. Not straight away. Um, after Ukraine, though, yeah. Okay, yeah, obviously, once you've been there. So then, like, let's go into... So, how did you end up going to Ukraine? How would you go about this and that, like? So, I was getting released from jail maybe, like, two weeks before it started. And so I'm looking at this app and I'm thinking... For some reason, I thought... In my head, oh, I knew I was going. I was like, listen, I'm going. Fuck this. I'm there. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, for some reason, I thought, oh, I'm going to be the only British guy there. Like, there's going to be work everywhere, you know? I'm going to be able to make contacts. I'm going to be able to talk to people. Why not? So, how would you go about it then? You come out, you've got this business plan, you start your own company, you yeah. register the company, right, right, right. and then how did, how did you go to Ukraine? So when I was in the NIC, my plan was to just go to where the... Um, 
I don't know what it was, the Ukraine embassy, find someone who's Ukrainian and tell them, listen, mate. Well, in, in London, go to the London yeah, UK embassy and say, look, I I'm happy to go and fight for you. And No, no, forget that. I was just looking for an interpreter. I was just going to go by myself. Yeah. I was going to look for someone who speaks Ukrainian. Do you, do you care about your motherland? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. me and you, we're going to flop there now and we're going to go put in some work, you know. And um, that plan obviously fizzled out. That's yeah. not going to work. Um. Somehow, I spoke to someone who was with the Georgian National Legion. I don't know whether you've heard of them. They're a bunch of Georgians. Yeah. They put in a bit of work. Um, and they said, listen, we need instructors to um, instruct Ukrainian armed forces, their security services, yeah. for what was called. Cool. I bet they've got a lot of civilians, obviously, fighting in Ukraine. Yeah, 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 obviously, yeah. people like yeah. yourself will train yeah. people to, obviously. Mm -hmm. but how would you get in touch with this Georgian? Was this by the internet and that? Yes, yeah, like, by the internet messaged him, he spoke to me, asked me my experience, I said, yeah, this, that, and the other. And yeah, he invited me over, so. And you get, what, to Georgia to start with, and no, then you Ukraine. went to, you just flew, yeah. flew straight to Ukraine, or you drive no, there, or? So, did you fly I to one of the border to, countries, and then drive into? Um, no, I went to Poland, and then from Poland, oh, it's a mess. So, I got to Poland, missed my coach to Ukraine, Ended up taking like a three hundred pound cab to the border. He dropped me off at the border and said, "Yeah, the coach will be here." The coach weren't there, so I'm standing on the border with all this gear, thinking, nah, "I'm supposed to get through here." I had to end up going into an hotel, booking another coach, went to from Poland to Ukraine. Yeah. And so, who are you going to be working with for the Georgian front, or for the just Ukrainian army? So it, it would have been so the Ukrainian army sort of subcontract subcontracted to the, out to the Georgians. I was working for the Georgians. And there were the, did you, again, like, did you look into like, how much you were going to be getting paid or anything like this before you went out there? No, nah, I knew I weren't getting paid. You weren't getting paid? Nah. You didn't get paid? Nah, nothing. Fucking hell. All we get is You're... room and board where yeah. we're going. They'll give us somewhere to stay and we'll eat the same food that the soldiers are eating. And what about like, obviously it's going to be a fair word, you know about like trophies of war? Like I've seen the Americans that you're allowed to basically whatever you you could take whatever you want yeah, and send it back. There's like planes going back with these trophies, anything that could be stolen or pillaged, you know? Yeah, yeah, can you yeah. do that? You can do it, but I don't know. I mean, you had really watching that sort of stuff. Yeah, we, we, we sent, we sent a few like Wagner vests, like whatever body armor they was wearing when they got okay. slotted. We sent them over, but I never thought about that. Anything I got. Of course, there's more, Important things, but yeah, I know, but it's sent back for yourself. I mean, like, this yeah. is you for you, do you know? Like, yeah, true. I mean, that's, I that's saved what, up before that's I that's what they were allowed to do, you know, like the Americans, you know, that if they go to these other places, it's for them, for themselves, you yeah. know, what they find, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. get it signed off by, yeah. they send it back, that's for you, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Planes going back with all this yeah. shit they're stealing to try and give them on set, picking extra motivation, yeah, to yeah, they're doing yeah. with it, which is a standard, you're not yeah. getting paid, no, that's it. And so, like I said, you've ended up. Going to the border, you're waiting there for a little bit, but how was it? Was there a training period with the Ukrainian army and the Georgian? No, I got stuck right in. We was... Stuck straight in, what? Yeah. Front line sort of stuff? No, nah, no. Nah. So when I first got there, we we'd just go around to the west of the country and we'd go to different units. If they're getting cycled out to the front, let's say in the next month, we'll go there and we'll sort of do like... um, We'll find out what they're doing. Yeah. And then we'll just train them on that so if they're going to what we call trench sit yeah. trench sitting basically you sit in a trench and you just make sure no one comes basically Crazy. and what if about the language barrier sorry to just so yeah. did you have like obviously there's ukrainians who could speak english that could translate yeah we had, an, we had a turk with us it will, it will be with us the whole time and 
you'll just on top of it, that's what we're doing. And what were the, how did you get on with the Ukrainians, your training and stuff like this? You did like yes, people, yeah, good they, people? Yeah, they love us. And they, of course they, they do, they're one. fucking, you're there to protect their country and help them, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, they loved it. We loved them. So you'd like to say you're training people up and that, you're going through the processes and that, and did you ever get the chance to go in like combat, or were you just training people there the whole time, or you wouldn't have to see any? No, I, I trained for three months. Yeah, three months of it I trained. And yep. then after the three months, I thought, it's enough for me. I can't be yeah. doing this over and over again. So I, I phoned one of my pals. He was he was getting into some heavy fights, and I phoned him. I said, listen, mate. I heavy fights? And what was he in, and who was he with? He was with a group called the Kapaska Sitch. Like, they're that? just like a um there's like a battalion in the Ukrainian armed forces, but they accept okay. foreigners. Okay. So he phoned me I phoned him, he said, Yeah, listen, mate, come down. I'm in England for Christmas right now, come down and I'll get you set up. So we went in, got set up, and within about two, three weeks, I was issued a weapon and I was on the front. Fucking hell. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. And so did you see much action in that when you're there? Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we was, I was with this team for about, with this unit for about a month, and a lot of it was trench sitting, so we'd, we'd infill to a trench, and we'd just plot up there, and just sort of just recce the place, you know, do reconnaissance, sort of write down any movements we see, um, and sort of just hold the line, you're basically just holding the line, really. We'd get slammed with everything, though, from mortars, tanks, artillery, everything, everything you can think of for three days straight. Oh just my god! Getting slammed, 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 slammed. Did you have to retreat, or you managed to hold your line? No, or? we can't retreat. We have to stay there. You know, they'll slam us, but the whole point is they want to slam us, soften the area up, and then they'll send the infantry in. So they send the bombs in for, and then it's the tanks going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and so, what's that like then? Oh, it's hell. It's hell. It is bad. It's and so hell. how are you, like, fighting against tanks? Is it with the rockets and stuff like this? Yes. Because they're all distance away? Yeah, so we'd have an end law. We had an end law, and we had... What else did we have? We had a... We had a... End law? What's yeah, an end law? End law, say... Say, new generation... Oh, what is it? Can't remember what it stands for. Is it rocket? For. Yeah, it's a it's, rocket. I've seen basically. the thing you're shooting. Is that what's that? Oh, that's an RPG. RPG. That's yeah, the law that can closer. Yeah, that can disable disable a tank. tank. Yeah, it can go through the metal. Is it fucking? Yeah. Hell? So we had a few of them. We'd see the tank pop up on the horizon. I'd run to go get the end law. And how far can that shoot from? Like end law is. I'm pretty sure somewhere up to 800 meters. Fucking hell. And it locks on as well. Is it fucking hell? Yeah, so, so that's the first next question. How hard is it to shoot something mm-hmm. 800 metres away? What, fucking heat lights? Mm-hmm. So it's done by, I think it's done by metal, magnetic. Um, You can fire a top attack, so it will fly over it fucking and then hell. detonate down. Oh, my God. Obviously, the top part is where the softest on the armour, so it will do that, or you can fire it direct. But regardless, if it's there, we're going to hunt it. Do you know what I mean? We can't have this thing firing at us all day. Because what it'd do is there's a ridge line, it would, there'd be two of them. They'd pop up, one would slam us, another would slam us, they'd slam us, slam us, slam us, they'd pop smoke, and then they would sort of just retreat back. And is they'd it? do that every day. 
Fucking so up. we thought, listen, we're not having this. We're gonna go down there and fucking blow them up, blow we'll them do up. whatever they're doing. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's crazy. It's like these are long distance sort of attacks and that mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, was it like, did you ever have like like the hand hand where you're shooting up people are shooting at you? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we had one. We had. So basically, we had this. We had this op. And um, we were just told that there's these, I can't remember what they were, Siberian or, I can't remember what unit they were, they're nutters, right? Siberians are the most, I've read books on Siberians, yeah, Siberians is like one of the roughest, toughest regions mm-hmm. geographically in mm-hmm. the whole, and they come out of there, the most militant people, yeah, 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 and yeah, roughest yeah. people with the criminal in the world. Yeah, so these are geezers we had in RAO. So we got told this. Well, this were you before. fighting against these people, yeah? Yeah, so... We got told this. It was quiet for the first two days. The third day, um, it's night time. And so we're on the thermals, we're looking at. Yeah. And um, our team leader, he sort of radios over. He says, listen, I've got movement. What do you think? Well, where we are and where they are is probably, I'd say, about two or three hundred metres. And it's sort of like... Fucking hell, is that close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that close? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is weird. Like Fucking some nights you can hear them. Like no, I thought you'd see a mile away. Oh that, no, that, no, 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 no! We're close. We're that's real crazy, close. That's crazy. Like yeah, yeah. So we're sit. So we're sitting there at night, and um, yeah, we hear this call come in because we our observation was supposed to be literally about this big. Normally we will just get a sector like this. You know, you just watch here. We got all this, so we sort of got proper heads up. Do like a one eighty, and there's a little avenue that comes round where there's no long grass, no nothing, and that's normally where they'll fight. So we hear that there's two or three guys walking through this area. They're not shooting us, not doing nothing. So you think, wow, so what are they doing? Why are they out there doing this, doing that? Long story short, we iron one of the geezers out. He well, they're some kamikazes type shit. Is that going to blow themselves up or whatever? What we got no towards? clue. We got no clue. No clue. This is why we thought we need to drop them. Of course. Let them fucking get next year. Yeah, so we dropped, we dropped one of them. Did that one turn away or run away? Mm-hmm. Or? No, the other, another one was injured and the other ran away. So we can still see in the thermals, right? So we're seeing in the thermals, the skis are, and we're not hearing them scream, which is, I can, a lot of times you can tell who's, I can tell basically, I don't know whether people use the same method, but, professionals, you don't hear them. Even when they get hit, you're not going to hear them. This geezer, I can't hear him. So I'm thinking, nah, these are professionals, okay. So these other two have gone off and they're going to call the team they're with and they're going to come and so what, get tra- their they, power. Tra- they train not to make noise, like professional, obvious, that goes back well, saying, yeah, hell, depending like, on their, to control that. that yeah, depending on their job title, if, if they're doing a nighttime recce, which is probably what they're doing, yeah. obviously they're not going to scream out yeah. and let them, let themselves be um, identified. So yeah. they're going to, you know, sit there, crawl away, do whatever. So the geese are still alive anyway, so we think, okay, his powers are going to come for him, you know, it's going to get on top. Long story short, the geese are dying, no one comes for him. And that was the last rotation I've done with with the Sitch, and then I moved to a different team. Mm. And so, like, was, was it you shot the mate? You were able to shoot the mate? You like, when did you first? Obviously, you know when you're shooting tanks stuff like this, it's quite like 
it feels like obviously more of a distant thing. You know what yeah. I mean? When you like, if you shoot someone and they fall over, and then you've got that imprinted in your mm-hmm. mind. Whereas if you've got tank, like your tank is yeah, you're right. I know it's tanks like yeah. sick, like but you know, like you, yeah, it don't feel like it's personal. Like it's, the funny thing is, when it's a tank and they're so far away. It feels that much more personal because yeah. you all you're thinking is there's a geezer in his little turret or whatever aiming. He don't even know who's aiming at. Like I'm here, and yeah. he's just letting them rip, and you're just thinking, mate, like it's crazy. Like in your head, you're thinking the geezer's trying to kill me. Yeah, and I remember thinking, I'm thinking, wow, man, this is actually this is heavy. Like yeah. this geezer wants me dead. Yeah, no, no doubt it's as heavy as it comes. You know, like in terms of like. You can't see the eyes. And nah, it's like, yeah, it's different. It's the, all you can see is just. So I was, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, when you're shooting into the woods and people are falling or te- and stuff like this, you're not gonna like imprint it. The ones that imprint are like, you know, when you bang, someone's falling out and we're bang. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. like, mm-hmm. so I watched this the guy, the Vietnam veteran, he was talking about, yeah, so many did in like just general fire, but he could have put them on himself because he didn't know if it's this guy next door or that guy that, next yeah, door. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. And then like, but he said like, he managed. He knew he'd done ninety three of them when he was out there. Fuck. And it's like that's a lot. Yeah, no, this guy was that is fucking savage. Like, yeah, that's and he a lot. Me came back and did savage as well. I'm about to say yeah, but um, and so like I said, you've gone in that bit there. So when you've been moved, did you get to move to a different? Why did you get moved? Like, so um, we had enough with trench sitting. Basically, it's winter time, winter warfare in Ukraine. It's just hell. It's just hell. Your boots freeze. I'm talking like solid. Like you can knock them, and it's like a bit of wood. And so we, lots of people getting real ill and that out there and that. People are like losing their minds. Yeah. All those old things. That people yeah, it's still happening. Still happening. People lose their mind. One geezer turned a gun on himself. He had enough. Yeah. Um, other people just started walking around deliriously, like just walking into another sector and getting shot by, is a, is a blue on blue. Like it was yeah. our guys that done him but obviously he's supposed to radio through this guy's just I don't know what he's doing he just he had enough he just walked and you know like obviously I've always in war times and that they pl- I've heard they ply the soldiers with drugs and stuff like this in order mm. to like give them that kamikaze mindset yeah, yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. the drugs have come from um, like comic whether it's MDMA with mm. speeds and all this they've all mm. been developed by scientists mm-hmm. for soldiers and yeah. that were they giving you like drugs and that, that? no nah. it's not you person nah. were they giving this Ukrainians nah. so none of that they weren't no, nah, the most you'll get is um, if you've been injured, the most you'll get is ketamine. Ketamine, yeah, so they give you yeah. ketamine, but they do that here, like it's. Of course, that's only when you're injured. Now. Yeah. But what about like, were people drinking lots on the front line and that, like, in order to try and? Mm, yeah, there was there was that. Down in vodka and all. Yeah, this there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Um, none of us was into none of that. Um, but I do know, I do know geezers that were getting stuck into that thing. Mm. And so, when you got moved from the trenches, where did you go from there? So we left, we broke contract, and we went to the east of the country, a place called... Obviously, we was already in the east, but this was, like, up, up in the east. Um, and we we joined a... Um, we heard this team, they wanted guys, so we went We went to this team, we met the commander, a guy by the name of Ghost, legend, absolute legend, um... Ukrainian, he was Polish. Polish Polish special forces, Grom, you know, they're top tier, top tier guys. And I remember he walked up to me and my pal and he said to me, listen, you know, we're we're special operations in the Ukraine army now. If you want to join our team, this is what we're going to be doing. 
50% of you ain't going to be coming back from none of these fights. It's what it is. Do you want to join us? I said, yeah, of course, mate. It's a bit of me. So, joined them, got issued our weapons, and literally that night, we was on the front. Fucking that up. night. And some of the weapons, obviously, I've fucking nuts some of these guns you mm. use. Like, there was that, I see that gun, that massive fucking one as well, like M42 or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these bullets, like 50 caliber, what are they? These, like, yeah. huge pointed ones. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the, the good thing about this team, um, this team that I joined, um, was a lot of our stuff was, a lot of our gear was Western. So we had a lot of Western weapons, a lot of Western gear. So, so with the, the some of the Ukrainian force we using some fucking old shit. Yeah, they used to use AKs and all that sort of stuff. We got the we got the Gucci gear, you know, we got the nice gear. So And you went in and did some real Yeah, we put in work. Yeah, yeah. some serious work. And um obviously I can imagine like the camaraderie of it obviously getting close to these people that you're doing mm-hmm. this must be insane, isn't it? It must Especially with this team, because we're all foreigners. So we're all, a lot of us are British, American, French, Polish, Italian. And there's like 12 to 16 of us. We're together 24-7, 24-7. We eat together. Sometimes we shit together. We kill together. We die together. We do everything together, you know. And so it goes from you being in Ukraine to help Ukraine to all of a sudden you don't give a shit about the politics or bollocks to you as long as well, you got the guy pick. yeah that's all I care about that is all I care about and so when mate you said to you that obviously half you ain't going to be coming back did, were you, did you lose comrades on, with this team on the yeah we lost a few yeah. we did yeah. yeah we lost a few and so like, how difficult is that then when you're obviously like you just said you're close as anything close in your family like do you live in the sort of do your family ever live so yeah, when people heavy. aren't coming back yeah it's heavy. and what did, did, sometimes they get left out obviously no we never leave them never never leave them never 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 we'll, 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 we'll rather die trying to get you than, than leave you out there you know um, yeah it's hard because you go out to a mission in a in a car let's say five of you drive out there, you come back, there's like two seats missing, and you think, mate, this is shit. You know, you'll come back, get into your bed, and the geezer's obviously, he's not in his bed no more. Do you know what I mean? And so, obviously, it might be an insensitive question, but like, what's it like when you're out there, like, shooting people there, and then killing people and stuff like this? Obviously, they're trying to kill you, so I'm sure there's no moral, like, (sighs) what's the feeling like? did you ever have like, like I said, we spoke about the people at the night and that we take, they might have fallen, but there was like, you, you're shooting people, they're falling over, they're close enough to see them falling over and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, you're close enough to see what you're shooting at. Yeah. yeah, most of the missions I went on with this team, like I said, we was, we was a special purpose team. So you're going out and doing stuff each yeah, time. A lot of work we're doing is, it's either nighttime reconnaissance, which leads on to an assault. Of course. Or it's, just straight up assaults. Yes, yeah, the complete opposite of the trench stuff. Where you complete opposite, like a complete opposite. Do you know what I mean? They'll say, listen, these lot are in these woods. We need these woods clear. You know, we'll go there. We'll clear that bitch out. You know, this house needs clearing. The house is getting cleared out. This area, we need it to bring, um, we need it to bring the Ukraine forces and break the line. Yeah, we'll go there. We'll break that line down. So that was a lot of the work we was doing. And did you enjoy the, like, 
the more action part, like rather than oh, sitting on a trench, like in the I loved it. Loved it. Must Literally. be fucking insane, isn't it? There's nothing better than getting into a gunfight. So I imagine the the adrenaline must be like out of this planet. <laughs> sky high, man. It is sky high. It is. You can't get it nowhere. Else. And so like, I was thinking about that. Like, obviously, on the times where I think, hopefully you didn't lose anyone. So you've gone out there, done some madness, and that come back and that. Mm. Like you can't sleep. Surely, like mm. you can sleep when you get back. Are you taking a sleeping tablet? That but surely, the, or you're just so tired. Obviously, no, after so the release tired, of it, yeah. two hours later, you just mm. pass out yeah. after you eat. Yeah, literally that. Literally that. Yeah, it's fucking mm. crazy. And so you're like, you know this guy where you work in this like sort of special ops team today. Mm. Teach you up to the next level. Obviously, you've got like the Polish guy running it, goes yeah. to that fucking. Yeah, he. So, yeah, he taught, he taught us real well. So, we'd go out running 10k every other day with our gear on. Fucking hell. We'd be doing tactical. So, if we had a mission. And I was going to say, like, you look like Black Rambo, like, and the stuff, like, more <laughs> yeah. than Rambo and the Instagram. So, I'm going to put the link yeah, yeah, in people. Yeah. Check out the Instagram and yeah. check out the link and follow him because yeah. it's fucking madness. It end up putting the pictures to it. But I'm gonna put a load. Of, I'll put a load of pictures over the interview when we talk yeah, about yeah, certain stuff yeah, regardless. But yeah, fucking madness. And like, so how long did you? And obviously, another insensitive one. Please don't answer it if mm. it's uh, like obviously. Well, I've watched that Vietnamese one, and he's saying, look, he might have killed fucking loads of this sort of stuff. Whether whatever he didn't know about these, but the ones he was aware of, like ninety-three people. Like, don't give me a number or anything like mm. this, or even. Are you aware how many people like you? No, no. What, because it was so many, or you're not trying to count, and you're not trying to like. It's hard, it's hard to, unless we got a drone in the sky. Yeah. Because we, when we go on missions, we'll have a drone in the sky to sort of keep an eye on what's going on on, on the battlefield. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Let's as well. know what's going on. And so when we got a drone up, you can you can half see who drops who. So that's crazy. It must be like watching a fucking football match replay. Like. It literally is. And so you're getting back like after you will sit. Yeah, we all sit there and watch it. Like, that must be fucking nuts. And yeah, you got some, nuts. Did you manage to get some of the footage or anything like? Yeah, yeah, I got footage. Yeah, 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 I got footage. So that's I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, so the then ones. If you don't have a drone, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. Do you know what I mean? We're all in the line. And we're all just spraying up wherever it is. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, there's a few, there's a few that you know you've done, um, but the, the majority of them, you'll shoot down that direction. You'll push up. You'll see them all on the ground, and you know. And obviously, like when you're there, you're in the front line. These people are trying to kill you, so you're trying to kill them. That's what mm. your aim is to be there. And it's like celebration when you've obviously done well like that's what you're there for isn't it it's like yeah, a striker yeah. like footballer they scores a hat trick yeah you come back oh yeah you fucking know you've done well like yeah that's all of that like you know when someone gets their first kill yeah, that's they're fucking, happy like, oh, that's, that must be a mad thing yeah, so what, yeah, what was yeah. your first kill then the tank one of these tank things at distance or whatever no it well, was, you don't have to say it, it like you don't feel like yeah you're, no you're it wasn't a tank it was it was in it would have been in the I couldn't even tell you. That's the crazy thing. I don't even know. What my first in the kill trenches, was. though, like one of these night recons. Yeah. No, no, no. no. This was in. This was when I was in um, the second team. Yeah. Um, it would have either been the first gunfight we'd gone to or the second. And that must be fucking like you said. A lot of people they go into one gunfight and then they end up leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you did well in it and you were able to cope with it mentally. Yeah. We lost. We lost someone on my first gunfight, so it was. It was shit, but. And did it's, you have it like, obviously when I'm watching the army films, where you're both there sh and you've got someone, there's someone literally, did you see people like fall, like 
near you and that? Yeah you, yeah, you can see him. You can see no, him. No, some of your comrades and that, though, like, you see them, like, yeah. fall next to you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, uh, you know, you've obviously got the fucking helmets on and all that sort of stuff. They can't protect against 50 caliber, same as these fucking. No, they don't protect about so they, Is it even worth working, or is it just for the fucking. No, half, half, the, half my team, they don't wear helmets. Yeah, yeah, that's just what just wear baseball say. caps and shit. I just wear it just. Just cause, of course. Just cause, um, and you know, like a team like that where it's like heavy action and that, you know, like where you say for a team, would you only be on a team like that for a short period? You can't stay on a team like that for like you. you surely you have to like. No, as, as long as you want to stay in Ukraine, you can stay with that team. And so you stayed with that team for a good, quite a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for so the majority of my time. In so you love the action and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking mad. Yeah. And so fucking, have you got a um? Like problem with Russians, or were you just a professional soldier, or did you develop obviously a problem? Because they're you're fighting, trying to kill each other. So you do that. Yeah. Or, was it, or was it a case of look, they're professional soldiers? We're, we're literally stuff. We're here to do our job, and it's more the powers that be that you've got issue with. We well, don't no, really watch none of those things. The more, like I said, once you're in this team and you're just you're yeah, there once you've dropped some of my guys, fuck you, all of you. So yeah, um, yeah. <coughs> yeah, fuck it, yeah. fucking hell. And so, how long did you stay with that team then? Five or six months. Yeah. Mm. Yes, six months. And, five. and how often would you be seen actually? Weekly or every other week? Or every like? other day. Fucking hell. Every other day, yeah. yeah. So you must have just done a lot when you're out there. Then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With a team like this and mm -hmm. that. Yeah, we've done a lot. And so, um, like, you know, on the days where you're not, did you have any, like, switch off time? Did you guys, like, were you watching movies or anything like this? Or was it all, like... Yeah, that might sound like a stupid idea when you're out killing people one day, you're not like looking to relax the next day, but you must have to switch no, off somehow. Yeah, we do. We, you know, one minute, it's funny, we was laughing about it, but the last rotation we just done, we'd go out, put in work, and then come back, my pal's sticking on Love Island. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We're cleaning our weapons, he's watching Love Island. I mean, I might have been watching a little bit, I mean, like, but, well, mate, you're yeah. you there, guilty pleasure in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just thinking, mate, this is kind of surreal, like, we've been doing this, but, yeah, most of the time, we'll come back off a mission and we'll eat and watch watch whatever's on our laptops or we'll chill out. So you, you were, like, loving it out there, and so, like, no, um, you end up doing five, six months with this team, and then you've, what, you come back from there then? Like, yeah. why did you leave the team then? Did you need a break at that point there? You can't stay, like, yeah. did you need a break? Yeah, it's a break. Um, Wanted to come back to see your family? Yeah, and life doesn't and really... And so what, what about your family? The story, like, so you, mum and dad still with us? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so what were their feelings about you being out there? Were they fucking hating it and wanting you back and worried for you? Or, or was, after you've been in years of troubling in jail and stuff like this, at least you're actually doing something legit, even if it is like that, and you're helping people and you're fighting for the Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, you know... At least I'm doing something proper with my yeah. life, but you know, apparently killing bad guys ain't really what my mum wants me to do. So yeah. she's still got the arm for a bit, but she still she still you know semi supports me, and you know. At least you've got and made something of yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, done something at least honourable. Yeah, you know okay, I mean? now like fully um, to take my hat off to you and that. Um, and so you've ended up decided to come out of there then, and so yeah. you, you come out of there. Yeah, I've come out. Um, and so, like I said, it's a combination of things you need to break. You've been with this, especially seeing so much action and mm, that. Mm. You need to see your loved ones at the same time. Yeah. You need to a bit of a break. 
And so, when was this in that? This was about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. And um, we did to come out of Ukraine and then get a flight back or something from there. Mm, yes. And to talk to me about, um, like, I've got uh, PTSD, but it, I'm sure it's absolutely pale and significant. It might not have been cut in for you yet because you're just so fresh out of it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I had from just living this sort of criminal life for years, mm -hmm. and I'd like heightened anxiety, do you know what I mean? When I'm just living, mm -hmm. but I'm sure that pales in significance with what. Mm. You were, like I said, the adrenaline, the anxiety when you're on the front line, you literally yeah. feel like that. I'm sure, but your body can't switch off like that straight away. So I'm sure you come out of there. Until two weeks later, you're, I'm sure your body's still like in war mode and got that heightened anxiety ready for. Yeah, I'd say you just don't really feel protected no more. Obviously, I ain't got my pistol. That's what, that's, I ain't got I've my got rifle. That, I've, I've got that as a question. So you must feel naked without that. Oh, you? it's bad. I ain't got my team around me. It's just me. Like, you see how I've rocked up here now? Yeah. I'm by myself. Do you know what I mean? And it's... Yeah, because it's like, you know, um, it's like, I think it's, there's not enough like, aftercare that gets done for all these soldiers and stuff like this. You see a lot mm. of them end up on, or on drink and drugs and stuff like this. Mm. But I think it's so unrealistic to have someone on the front line, doing what they're doing, especially in a team like what you were doing. Mm. And then to come back and be a normal person. No, it's near nothing possible. And to like, can't break, go for red lights and speed limits and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. road All these crazy like things that just. Yeah. And so, you know, like, it's impossible for like, if you're, unless you carry on living in that war zone, to come back to like this normal living and not have some severe trauma from something like this. Mm -hmm. Good or bad, not to say that it was, it was obviously what something that you chose. Would you like try and, um, because I've heard of it, uh, soldiers having to decompress when they come out of mm -hmm. war zones. Mm -hmm, and so, mm -hmm. would you like consider chatting to like anyone in order to try and like cancel, or you don't feel the need to at this point, or psychologists or anything like that? I mean, if the need arises, then maybe I'm just taking it a day as it is, a day, a day as time for now. Some sometimes stuff like this can be like can work in the same sort of way when you sort mm. of when you talk about it, stuff. It does take the, the burden off yourself in the public's mm -hmm. way so hopefully that will like help you the same way yeah yeah so like you said you've come back um the last two weeks and it's not like obviously if you move to the countryside and it was literally a little village in the middle of nowhere and it's real quiet it might be like you just sit there and sort of like, half come used to it but like coming back to london when everything's fast and busy and people walk pumping into you as you're walking down the thing <laughs> like yes yeah, like, talk to me about the, the, the adjustment or like how it's been for you like these last couple of weeks then and one of the weirdest things was I was I was sat down inside and it was about twelve at night, one in the morning. And obviously there's a curfew in Ukraine. Oh man, all these cars driving around, doors getting shut, this down the other. Oh, I start thinking, man, what's going on here? Nah, something's not right. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking that for about an hour. It took me an hour to realise there's no curfew here. People can go about their business after eleven. I thought to myself, man, you need to, you know, you need to turn your brain on a bit. Well, it's an adjustment rather than turning it on, isn't it? Your brain's mm -hmm. on, but it's focused on other things right now. Yeah, yeah. And like, what about? Obviously, I'm sure you're jumpy as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you like bangs and stuff like this, mm -hmm. for you, it's been fucking like, serious. Your brain, subconsciously, is going to go back into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just try and, uh, to be honest with you, I just try and deal with it as best. Yeah, I just spend a lot. I don't spend a lot of time alone, but I sort of just do my own thing. Do you know what I mean? I try just to not be in the thick of it. 
Of course, because obviously when you come back and you've been in doing what you're doing, is it hard to just chill your friends on the block or whether it might be... Yeah, you're going to be looking to do the same bullshit that you were doing years ago. You've obviously yeah. changed grown man now. Yeah. I've spoke, I've, I've spoke to a few of the boys. Oh, but Definitely yeah. looking to fall back in any fucking... That's no, never going to happen. Yeah, forget all that. No. And so, um, what are your goals and like, aspirations? Are you looking to go back now to certain bit or are you looking to just concentrate on the private work and that um, for looking after rich, famous and certain people or go to certain places maybe protect like these oil companies what, like you know I've seen they do that in certain uh, danger zones mm -hmm. and that protecting the, the businessmen and all yeah, that like, yeah. what's, what's your goal for you now and that like, obviously after coming out and you're going to have a and it's mad did you just, so you didn't earn any money when you were out there for the... yeah so when, when when I joined the um, special purpose team he was getting paid two thousand eight hundred free quid a day, not a day, a, a month. month. Yeah, yeah a month. I was say fucking hell, yeah. there'd be everyone be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it was decent. I mean, that's all right. You didn't spend a penny or nothing, and you didn't manage to like. I wouldn't say still like they say the war trophy thing. You never managed to like send some bits back or whatever. Just oh no, I brought loads of bits back. Like what? Just yeah. progress and stuff. No, nah, I brought um, Russian magazines for AKs. Um, I took a knife off one, sick. one dead, one dead geezer. Yeah, um, I'd like to see that still. Obviously, yeah. like I said there's a picture. We'll put that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. Um, I got, a f I got a few bits. Um, airport security took most of it off me. <laughs> yeah, and you can't say look up your knife there. For, these are yeah, like so memories or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, like obviously you've been out there. You're used to having a gun on you now, and all this sort of stuff. You said you feel naked and that, but obviously that's going to pass in due time. Like you're going to get used to that. You know, like the gun laws in this country. Not just because you've been it's not, in general. Do you think that people should be allowed to have guns in this course, country? Do you think they of should? Of course, every man and woman should have the right to defend themselves. So, do you know what I mean? The way I see it is, if old Bill can have weapons and guns. And they're using it to protect us. Why, why can't we protect ourselves? Why do we have to leave it into your hands to protect ourselves? We're all men. We're all women in our own rights. I've got an ass. I'm going to protect it. Simple as that. Mm. So I think everyone should. Yeah. Who wants to be armed should. Of course, of course, especially you know what you're doing. Yeah, if you know what you're doing, you've done a class. You're not just yeah, like jail and all this sort of stuff. You're not going to do some criminality. Yeah, either. why not? Why not? And so, like you said, what is the goal now for you, like yourself and the company? Like, what's going to be, what are you going to be doing in the next few months now? Are um, you looking to just, is there going to be a decompression, decompression period for you where you don't try and put any pressure on yourself the next month or so and just yeah. try and, or are you straight away trying to think about where you're going to be going next or thinking about trying to get some business lined up or what is? Yeah, um, right now I'm doing uh, close protection, like I said. So like, like uh, I said before, like obviously it was hard to get the work before you've been, but now obviously. Oh no, nah, yeah, people, yeah, people want you now. Um, and don't, you don't need to tell us who specifically. What sort of people would it be like? Which Arabs or something like here, just, or just rich, yeah, just high net worth families, yeah, high net worth people. Um, they're over here for whatever reason, and. And so you managed to get, have you just lined some of that work up? You haven't done any work the last couple of weeks since you've been back up yet, though. No, no, no. So you're going to line, that's what you're going to be doing yeah, that's, in the future. Yeah, that's lined up. Literally. And so you're not looking to go back 
to you don't want to see any more action or being any oh no I do you do I do yeah yeah I'm not done for that but, um, so what are you going to do then try and set the company up where you've got these sort of work and then have certain people who might be doing this while you're out yeah, there that's, that'd be a sick thing to do yeah, like, that's so when you're out there you can have people earning and... yeah because let's have it right Ukraine's not the only war zone you know um, Actually, yeah there's fucking there's war zones all over as well yeah. literally dozens so and you know the sad thing is there's money in war right now and it always has been. Oh, so but that's it. Under ex, well, there's more money and more than anything else, isn't there? And mm-hmm. the arms and the war, and what's gaining in wars and stuff like this. Yeah. And so, like, would you look to go back with the Georgian? Um, or nah. You're quite open about anything as such now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm open with. Now I've got the now I've got the company. It's more about just going out so there. So you could just... sort of get the contract yourself, your own yeah, company, yeah, yeah. and then, and then take a, take a load of soldiers out there or something like this. Yeah. And what about like you'd never? Uh, there's no need that you wouldn't ever consider going in the British Army or Marines or anything like this. Like you said, no, would they no. not? Would it not make you easier for you to get in now? Obviously, after having seen. Nah, and to be honest with you, I'm, no need at this point. There's, there's, there's no need. You know, I've been there. I've done it now. There's no way I'm going to join and have some sergeant or whatever tell me that this is how you shoot or this is how you whatever. But you know, it. I'm something that's got like. It gives you that much of an adrenaline buzz. Buzz um, must be like the most addictive thing in the world at the same time. And mm. like, are you addicted to the action? Would you say now? And you like, did you sit and think about? Like, oh, I need to get back out. Like, fucking hell, this London, all this bullshit, and fucking you come back here three days later, sick of it. Or I wouldn't say. I don't know. I, 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 Dreams probably the wrong word, but you want to get back out there, and see more action. Yeah, like I'm still fit. I'm still able. So. Why not? And like I said, you don't, you're not, you don't get yourself caught up in the moral issue of what this, are oh, this country's attacking this for this reason. You're a professional soldier, yeah. And you would, that's what you do. You're a professional soldier. The other people decide why the war's happening. And what? Yeah. Happens. As long as I'm on the right side, let's have it right. If someone calls me and says, "Listen, I need a team to go do this in some village in Asia." Obviously, if it's if it's no good, then I'm gonna say no. Do you know what I mean? But. When it comes to, like you said, whose side you on, blah, blah, blah. So as long as I'm on the right side, I'll put in work. And what about like these, you hear about these like, ex-marines and stuff like this, teams them going in to try and do like foreign coups, take over countries yeah, and stuff like yeah, this. Like, yeah. This is sad, excited. Like, yeah, it happens, yeah. And, um, and then obviously like the standard stuff like I hear, ex-soldiers doing, protecting like the oil companies and certain yeah, countries yeah, yeah. and that's, stuff like that. that's, All of that's out there to do. It's, the, our industry is it's huge. It goes from looking after people at Tesco or look, doing security at Tesco all the way up to, like you said, getting called to back coups in foreign countries or... So you're, um, like, you're, you're open to possibility. Like I've seen ex-soldier that you got contract to kill Pablo Escobar in yeah, Colombia yeah, like, yeah, from yeah, Mexico, like yeah, he was yeah, so he yeah. went yeah. over there and like whatever happened happened yeah these jobs float about he'd be open to like what to see open to anything and everything he did. yeah if it's within my skill set I'll do it and so in terms of the company as well uh, the Elite Global Response um, what requirements do people need to work for you in that ex-military gotta be, um, got be ex-military at the at the moment, at one point it was if I haven't fought with you, then you can't join. Um, but I've sort of opened it up a bit. Of course, more. if they've been out there, a different thing. And yeah, so ex-military combat experience is sort of 
it's not their fault, but as long as you had the training, you need to yeah. As long as as long as you know what you're doing, then then it's then it's all right. And really, it's, it's, that's about it. As long as you can keep up with us, you're down for the work, then you know we're good to go. Mm. And so, what's so immediately you're looking to get this company up and running over the next few months and that. Like, what sort of time period would you would you be looking to go back into, or even looking at possibilities maybe next year? Is it you could have like a Six month break or something. Um, we we've got some work lined up. Um, it could happen now if I want it to happen. It could happen in January. And where is it's... it? Back in Ukraine, Russia, or no? This is um Southeast Asia. Is it? Yeah. So what doing? That I really can't even. It's protecting some crystal meth labs in the jungle or something. Oh, no, not protection. It's something else. Oh, actually going in there to do some fucking. Yeah, just you know. And so, what that's going to be the next thing you do, though? That'll probably be the next thing that, that we do. Yeah. A few months' time, like. A few months, maybe end of the year, next year. Yeah. And you know, like, I'm sure there there's some big monetary rewards to some of these things as well. Like, is this is this job going to be paying you that? It depends where you jump into it. If you jump into something right at the beginning, you know, like um, arming rebels or um, things like that. There's not going to be much dough in it, but it's what you're building that will sort of pave the way for funding to sort of come in. So it's, it can vary, mm. you know, it can vary. But. And so like I said, your goals and ambition for the future is to get the company up and going and then obviously mm-hmm. see a bit more action in a few. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking old man. All right. Well, there's been a fucking insane interview in that. Today has been completely different from... Mm-hmm. Um, most are doing that. Like, take take my hat off to you to like going and changing your life and that when you've been down the wrong path and that, and most people just stay ingrained in that forever and that. Yeah, so, um, fair play to you. Well done. Thanks. Um, is there anyone you'd like to give shout outs to? Whether it be some of the people, some of your fallen comrades, you'd like to, or some of the these ghosts and some of your team. Anyone you'd want to mention by name specifically or just general? Ghost team. They're still out there fighting. Now. They're putting in some heavy work. Um, obviously, Ghost, uh, Czech, Kevin, um, yeah. Okay, and, um, what's your, tell us your social media? It's underscore Mr. Sully. And then you've got the Elite Global Response. Elite Global Response as well, it's just Elite underscore Global Response. Guys, they'll be in the description box below this video, so just click on the link, add him up, follow him, trust me, um. To see some madness, I'm sure there'll be some more stuff. Yeah, there's a few bits and bobs on there going on in the future. But um, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for the opportunity, yeah, no and hopefully, obviously, we can do some more of these in the future. Yeah, of course, yeah. And like I said, hopefully, you just remain safe when you do see the action. Hopefully, you come back safe. You know. Yeah, it, yeah. So um, yeah, thank you very much. No worries. Bro. Cheers, guys. Yeah.